when I talk to leaders um, who are transforming their organizations, they want to talk with me about the how, and it seems like I keep wanting to talk with them about the why. Um, and there's a, an important reason behind that, is that I've noticed that as different as the CEOs and founders of the organizations I researched were, you know, some were very extroverts and very introverts and very charismatic, others much less, um, they did seem to have that thing in common, that their desire to want to run things in a different way came from a very deep place. There was just something in them that made it impossible for them to run an organization in a traditional way. There was really this very deep driver. Um, and I've come to see that it's actually crucially important uh, to be able to tap into that energy um, to the benefit of the transformation. Um, I've, I've really understood this um, the day where I, when I spoke with the CEO of University Hospital. Um, you know, she wanted to transform her organization. There was something around you know, self-management for the teams, for the nurses, um, that seemed to be important to her. And she had started to um, talk about this uh, vision that she had in the organization. And, you know, she kind of used the word, you know, that she was wanted to free the organization. And, and that didn't land well with a lot of people. There was a lot of resistance to the idea that she put out there. Um, you know, people were saying, you know, come on, this is ridiculous. You know, we're a hospital, you know, there's life and death happening here. You can't simply, you know, let people be free and do whatever they want. And, and so I asked her, you know, what is it, what drives you, what compels you to do that? You know, there's hundreds of CEOs of university hospitals who aren't thinking about this at all. You know, what makes it you're thinking about this? And at first, it, you know, it was hard for her to put words on that, you know. Um, and I kept pushing her and kept pushing her and kept pushing her. And at some point, she told me this story. Um, she said, you know, a year ago, I was walking through these endless corridors of the hospital um, at quarter to five because I had an outside meeting. And throughout these endless corridors, I saw nurses and nurses and nurses waiting in the corridor for it to become four o'clock so that they could clock out. And she said how at that moment she felt sort of this profound sadness and disgust at what her organization had done to these nurses. Nurses who had joined the organization, you know, the hospital, not because they would ever become millionaires, but because of this deep sense of vocation. And somehow the organization had turned them into these sort of demoralized, lifeless people who were just waiting to clock out. And that just touched her deeply. And when she told me that story, I remember, you know, I had shivers on my spine. Like, I, I was touched so deeply. And obviously, once she starts sharing these kind of stories, once she starts talking from that kind of place, you know, resistance vanishes. People want to join. The people can resist a concept like, you know, becoming a teal organization or you know, a freed enterprise. Um, but no one in their right mind would resist that story. Like, no one in their right mind would say, no, it's a good thing that nurses are demoralized and want to clock out, right? Um, people are drawn to that. People want to this vision. People want to help that come true. And so I keep asking, 
leaders that I meet, why do you want to do that? And I've noticed that just like her, the answer to that question is often not easy to find. You know, we're not used to go and look deep. Um, and so the first answers come from our head. Right? And so um, when people tell me, you know, I want to become a teal organization, I, I stop them and say, like, no, no, you don't want to become a concept. Let's forget about that. That's not your deepest driver. Right? Um, if they tell me, oh, I want to become more agile or more innovative or I want my people to be more motivated, I also stop them and say, like, yeah, yeah, that's not, that's not really it. I hope you have a deeper um, engine because if that's it, then I would, you know, tell you to stop right there. And so we keep digging. And so even with that university hospital, you know, you could go down history, like Russian dolls, you know, and ask her, what made that when you walked in that, along that corridor, you had that reaction? Most CEOs would have a different reaction. They would say, like, ah, you know, I need to ask my HR, you know, to make a program to make these people more motivated. Or, you know, why can't we just hire motivated nurses or something? But that was not her reaction. So what in her life story made her see things in the way she did? And often then you go down and down and down, sometimes like, you know, really to stories of your childhood. Um, sometimes you go up the other way. You know, I remember um, Bob Fishman, the founder of RHD, um, in the book that he wrote about his experience, starts in the first page about how, when he was a child, every night in his bed, he would hear his parents scream at each other. And how, from the youngest age, he had sort of the sense that there must be a better way. And so when he was in a position to create an organization, it was just obvious for him that he couldn't create it in a traditional way. That it had to incorporate some of these deep drivers that he felt in him that, you know, we have to learn to communicate in better ways. Um, and so notice how in that story of Bob Fishman and that hospital CEO, the stories that they gave didn't come from the head, right? They came from the heart, from the gut, right? And so my question to you is, what really drives you? Because I've started to see that the ease or the difficulty of the journey ahead is to a ridiculously, ridiculous degree tied to the... Um, capacity you have to tap into that and your capacity to articulate it to others. Right? That's why I want to keep talking about this because I really truly believe that if you can tap into this deep source of energy and you can articulate it, things will fall into place, sometimes almost magically. People will want to follow you. If you don't, you'll meet lots of resistance. Right? Now let's imagine that you want at some point to say, hey, now, I've realized that these three layers of middle management really in our new ways of operating, you know, really don't have a place. Like, you know, they just prevent us from doing what we want to do. Now, imagine that you're able to link that to stories from you know, this deepest of, you know, the personal energy that you have. You know, then somehow getting rid of these three layers will make sense to people. People will want to follow, you know, there, there's a vision, there's a good reason why we do this. If, on the other hand, you can't articulate it clearly, then people will just go like, what's happening here? You know, this will just feel like one more thing, you know, imposed top-down. And so, really, your capacity to tap into that and to articulate it um, is absolutely fundamental in your journey. So, please, 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 
clarify it as much as you can before you get going. Or if you already started going, clarify it now. And the suggestion I make um, to leaders is to just wonder, like, who could be the person who helps me? Because I can almost promise that, you know, you won't be able to do this on your own. Like, you need somebody to help you go exploring and digging. And so who is that person? Is it maybe a spouse or a best friend or a colleague or a coach? You know, who could be the person that you trust will do a good job in helping you access that source of energy? Um, and it should be somebody you trust, somebody who is really gentle but also really firm. And here's the mandate you could give them, is help me uncover these stories. Right? Help me um, find this and keep giving me feedback. Like, if I'm talking from the head, then it's probably that I'm not there yet. You know, and tell me, you know, when does it start to ring true? When are you touched? Like, you know, if you feel touched, then that, you know, we're approaching, you know, we, there's something there. And just go on this joyful journey of exploring this. And I can really promise that if you find that, if you're able to articulate a story around this, and then if you're able to find more stories all along, you know, your personal life journey, along your career, um, of things that you've seen that you no longer want to do, of longings that you have, you know, the easier it will be, the whole journey will be, because somehow people will want to follow you. That journey will be a noble one. It will be one that people will want to join. So I wish you good exploring indeed. Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy, and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.